across the world, real estate agents are underachieving. They're missing out on millions of dollars in commissions. My name is Pat Hyman, and in the past 27 years, I've sold over 6,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in real estate volume. My plan is to interview agents from across the world and help all agents create their destiny. Happy Wednesday, Rockstar Nation. I am talking to you today from the airport, actually. I'm on my way back to South Carolina from Maryland. My wife and I were in Maryland this weekend looking at houses, actually, being buyers. We're looking at buying a... uh, We've been renting. We sold our primary about nine months ago, and now... uh, We've been renting ever since, and uh, now that we're settled in our South Carolina house, we're going to buy a smaller house in Maryland, so we were buyers for that, and it's been quite an exciting adventure looking for houses as a buyer, first time in about 11 years, so that's been real neat. You know, something odd that I see, and I don't know if this is just in my area, but it seems as if a lot of the houses that are out there for sale are empty. I cannot remember a time in history where there's been this many empty houses in my area for sale. There's always one or two or a few that were foreclosures, but I saw a lot of houses that were owner-occupant houses or owner, uh, you know, non-foreclosures that were empty. A lot of non-foreclosures that were empty. A lot of houses that basically, you know, somebody owns and moved out to move into their next house and can afford to have an empty house and buy the next house as well and I think there's more of that going on now than there has been certainly in the past so it was very interesting to see that in in the price range that we were looking in it was it was just about every house we looked at was empty anyways if you know why this is or have your guesses as to what this means is it a good thing is it a bad thing let me know go on the Facebook site Pat Hyman interviews real estate rock stars and let me know because I'm, I'm interested. I think it's a good thing. I think it means that uh, banks are lending and that people can afford, people have equity and can afford to have two houses. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing, but I could be wrong. Anyways, on my way back now, I've got to board a plane in a few minutes and let's get on with the interview. Today is uh, Bob McTagg and, and Bob was a great interview. He's killing it in New York and I thought we would catch up. So I hope you enjoy the interview and have a great week and I'll talk to you on Friday. Bye. Okay, Rockstar Nation, as promised, I have Mr. Bob McTagg on the phone from Syracuse, New York, and he is killing it out there, selling a lot of houses, and uh, we've got some great stuff to dig into, so without further ado, Bob, welcome to Pat Hyben Interviews Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Pat, thanks for having me, and I want to thank everyone for taking time today to listen to this podcast. It's, uh, it means a lot to me. Bob, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about yourself so they can get to know you better? Well, I'm originally from Boston, the Boston area, Boston, Massachusetts area, and I lived there all my life. And then in 2004, I moved to Syracuse, New York, because my wife's a Canadian. I didn't want to become a Canadian, so I said, let's go halfway. So we had a good compromise, like every marriage, and I ended up in Syracuse, New York. And at that time, I was, uh, we'll say, a business owner in Massachusetts, sold a business there, and it was uh, renting and leasing exotic sports cars. So I owned that business, 
for 10 years, sold it, and said, what do I want to do now? And when I got to Syracuse, I started investing in properties. Um, I bought a lot of properties throughout the country, uh, some good investments, some bad investments when the market changed. But uh, in 2006, I said, you know what, uh, through buying these properties, I noticed um, some agents weren't doing the best job possible. I said, you know what, I can do this. I can do this at a higher level. And so then I started residential real estate in 2006. And at that time, I was uh, solo first year, 30, going into my second year, about 30 units. Then by 2008, I started to think about, hey, I need to take this to another level like a business. And then in 2009, late 2008, I formed a team of agents, um, tried to do things a little differently than most teams at that time. And uh, we rose to good heights uh, with the company we were working with, with Cobalt Banker. By 2010, we were the number one whatever that means, number one team in the state for all Cobalt Banker in New York State. So that was a good achievement. Uh, I think uh, a lot of that success was the buyer lead generation we incorporated at that time when the market shifted. We were working with a lot of first-time home buyers, and so that really helped us to reach our goals. Now, moving forward, building teams, I always maintain teams. This year, or last year we'll say, but going into this year, I did a little different thing because I changed companies, so I started working with one of the bigger companies in the, in the Syracuse area. Great company to work with. It's Realty USA. Uh, they have a great market presence in New York State, and they uh, gave me a good deal, and everyone was happy, so we made the switch. And at that time, moving into 2015, some other things changed where there was some opportunities in South Carolina. That's where I'm talking to you from right now, Southern South Carolina to move into that market and start a team or a brokerage out there. And it wasn't expansion for me because, believe it or not, I don't feel expansion is always what it's cracked up to be. We, I had a key player in the in this, uh, South Carolina market where I'm actually going to be going into business with that individual. So that's crucial that I had someone there that was doing a great job. And he was one of the people that I was mentoring so for the last four years, he's built a team, followed my systems, and now he's doing very, very well. So that's the only reason I would ever expand is because there was a key player in that market, not just lead generation, we'll say. That's awesome. I, and, and I can visualize you in 2008, 2009 as this new kid or fairly new kid on the block, just with all this energy just plowing through where all these older agents that have been in the business a while, they're just like, oh my God, this sucks. I want to get out of business. Nobody's listening to me. I'm not making any money. And I can see you just going blah, 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 and being the number one Caldwell banker agent in, in one of the worst years in, in the past, you know, 50 or so in, uh, as far as real estate. And anyways, I just have that vision in my mind. So, so let's talk about uh, modern day. So how many houses did you sell last year? Last year, with uh, a team of five agents and two admins, we did 178 closed sides and 200 written sides. So 200 deals, really, we helped, but those just didn't close throughout that year. They carried forward. So 180, 178 closed sides for $26.5 million. Um, that's, that's what we did. Gross commissions were 765000 One thing I want to say about, I didn't talk about why um, small town, you know, the grind, the hustle. 
I'm in a small market, and meaning that 4,000 homes sell a year in my county. There's uh, roughly, you know, uh, 470,000 people. So only 1% of those homes sell. Now we know that we have an 8,000, we have 8,000 opportunities, right? So there's 4,000 homes sell. We got 8,000 buyers. So 4,000 buyers, so there's 8,000 people we know. So I'm a very small fish. However, we were able to gain mo a lot of market share and we're, we're ranked one of the top people in my market, actually the top team, top agent in my market for selling that many properties, that much volume. It's kind of scary, but we're at the top, you know? Uh, and that, and that, but that's my marketplace. It's an average sale price of 150,000. So we're not getting rich. And that's kind of what I want to talk about too, is I, I empathize and sympathize with a lot of the agents out there and teams that are in my type of market where we do have to grind. We do have to hustle. And that's just what we have to do. We don't, we can't afford, you know, that we're selling $400,000 homes every day. It's just not a reality. So what would you say to someone who says, okay, well, yeah, you know, you're making an average commission that's, you know, say a third of somebody that's selling houses for 500 or 600,000, but your cost of living is less, obviously, if you're, it only costs 150,000 to buy a house. Okay. That's a great point. So if you're making, you know, $200,000 in Syracuse a year, you're doing pretty good. Now, one thing people don't know about Syracuse, and obviously this is a talk between real estate agents and so forth, is Syracuse is, let's say, the average home price is 150000 but we have the highest ta property tax assessments in the country, the fourth highest in the country. What? So a yeah, yeah. So on a, on a $300,000 home, you're paying $10,000 a year in property tax. So That's like 3.5%. You know, it's actually 3.8% is what it, the typical thing is. That's uh, crazy. Think. You know, most but, states, I think, run around 1% or 08 yeah, yeah, or so. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. When I was in Massachusetts, uh, you know, it was 1%. But the point is, so that compiled with some state taxes and other things. Is it really less expensive? I don't know. You know, I, I, what I'm trying to say is we can't all parachute into a new market and say we're going to go into a new market and just sell higher price homes. There's a lot more to that. So. Mm. So what I'm saying is you, you accept your market, you do the best you can, you understand the market data. That's what a lot of people don't know, a lot of agents, is they don't study the numbers and say, what can I really do? Now, if I really wanted to do more in my market, is it a question about hiring other agents and more agents? Not necessarily. You know, if I was a brokerage, that's one thing. But when you're a team, sometimes it's better to keep it small and keep it all. That's just my advice and my keep type it small of and keep it all. <laughs> I haven't heard that. That's interesting. That's interesting. So, so what kind of setup now? I'm just curious of, of in South Carolina. Uh, so, are you getting like 25 percent off the top as like a royalty, or how do you do that? Well, you know what? Um, it's right now we're in the grounds of setting something up. You know, I've only been out here for a little time now. Um, I still travel back to New York uh, every month. I'm going back this week for a week uh, at our awards banquet and things like that. But the thing about it is South Carolina is a s slow process. I think I'll probably have something underway by probably June, July, you know, that type of thing, where we'll start a brokerage. I'll be a broker, trainer, you know, someone at that level on charge with another guy out here, and he's going to have the team within the company, and we're just going to build the company slowly. Yeah. So, got it. And, got it. And, got it. The, and, the, and the splits out here are very different. 
um, than Syracuse. Um, you didn't talk to me about profit margins, but profit margins in Syracuse, I'm running about 50% right now in Syracuse. And I think, I think to me, that's okay being kind of an absentee owner right now. Yeah, that's great. Even if it goes down to where solo, I'm 25%, I'm still okay if I'm doing other ventures. And that's the whole thing. Like even in my business, in my real estate business, I need to have five five legs on a table. If, if one breaks, it's always a backup. And hmm. it's, the same th- it's the same thing in life. You know, you need to have other pillars or other systems or other things where you're going to make money. So Syracuse, like I said, I'm not getting rich there. I'm having a, a comfortable living. I'm, I'm definitely making money. But there's other things to real estate than just that. Honestly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. T- let's talk about the small town real estate grind. Like, like, talk. T- tell me about the first couple of years or your first year. How how did you get business? Okay, so my whole thing was I didn't know anyone. Obviously, I didn't know anyone. Had no friends out there, no family, and so I I got right on board with lead generation with buyer lead generation. I remember in 2006. When, when Zillow was in beta testing form, I was like, hey, what's the Zillow all about? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get on all these websites. I'm going to start branding my listings through all these websites and all these beta sites. And I was doing postlets, which is like a syndication service before a lot of people even knew what it was, you know? So I was a, I was a forerunner of like, how can I take my listings and develop leads, number one? You know, uh, how can I brand myself through my leads? And then how can I appease the client or do the best job possible by giving them great marketing? Okay, so, so that, that, this is a lot, uh, several things. So let's talk about, first of all, the one thing that popped out was, how can I brand myself through the leads? What does that mean? Well, what that meant was with me is um, I, I call it the law of attraction, right? So if we, if we deal with, you know, $50,000 properties and we're going to probably, the chances are we're going to have more opportunities for $50,000 properties, meaning you list a $50,000 property, there's a buyer for a $50,000 property, and it kind of snowballs where you kind of segment yourself into that, into that market. And that's, so that's something I was real... I said to myself, no, how do I want to brand myself through the listings? What do I want to be known for? That's, and that's, that's a branding message through your listings, but then there's also a message of who am I? You know, what's my story? What am I about? You know, what am I going to do for buyers? What's my story with sellers? So there's a, there's a lot of stuff in this, Pat, that I, we can't handle just in one call. So I'm going to break it down the best I can possibly yeah, do. Yeah, please. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so break so, it down. So let's so, talk about Go ahead. So brand, branding myself in my listings was about... If I have this listing, how can I, how can I show other potential opportunities or other sellers that this is who I am through my marketing? This is the job I do. This is the type of properties that I accept. And that's the key word, accept. Okay? I'm at the stage in my point where I don't convince anyone of anything. If they want to work with me, they work with me because of who I am. I don't use all that psychology as I'm going to you know, act like the client. No, if you like me, you like my message, you work with me. So that was step number one, saying that I'm going to be direct and honest with everyone. So knowing, knowing who you are and who you're not. Absolutely. But who are you and who are you not? Like what do you, what, what kind of listings do you have and what kind of listings do you not have? Okay. So let's get into that. So, so who do I want to attract? Who's my ideal customer? Yes. Your avatar. Yes. Who is it? Who is it? My avatar is number one, that's someone that's motivated, right? So a seller would have to be motivated to sell their house, right? Which 
means happen. what? Which means it, it uh, job mean a lot, transfer. Well, it could it could be well someone that's realistic, but we'll get into that. So job transfer. There could be a divorce. There could be a lot of factors that consist of motivation. If someone says to me, "Well, I don't really have to sell," I'm not handling that objection. They're not motivated to me. I mean, that's just not. They're not a motivation. Now, everyone does stall and says these things. We have to break through these walls. But my point is if I break through enough walls and they still say, well, I really don't need to sell. I can rent my property. Guess what? Enough walls, if I can't break through them, they're not my ideal client. Okay. So, so my whole thing was that I wanted to find out who my ideal client was because who I am is I'm a very direct and honest person if you let me. And if someone can't let me be direct and honest, it goes away, goes against my thinking patterns, and I can't work with that person. And I'm not a, I'm not arrogant. I'm not conceited. I'm confident. I'm driven, and I just want someone that understands that I am the expert. I'm the advisor, and I'm going to help them solve their problem. That's what it comes down to. Okay. And so, so in that situation, is I'm looking for key things with those people. Number one, it all comes down to price with me. Now, so one thing I didn't get into, Pat, but when I take a listing, I have what's called the seven P's of marketing. And it's not something I invented. In any business, there's the, the principles of marketing. And my All right, so let's, let's, get, let's get into this, uh, if you don't mind yeah, yeah, sharing. Okay, yeah. so what's the first P? The first P is price, right? Price. The first, the first you you just hit them with price, right? Well, Shouldn't that be the last P? Absolutely right. not. You know, you know, I had a guy once say to me, you, know, you never want to propose marriage after a fight. Well, so, well, so, there's, there's steps up to that, right? So we're talking about um, the seven P's of marketing with my listings. But now with me as a business, they will know about me. Now, how do they know about me is because number one is when I talk to them, I interview them, right? So that's where it all starts with the seller. So you're, you're interviewing them, but let's stick on the seven P's. So what's the second P? The second P is product. So what am I selling? What types of listings am I trying to attract? And what am I, what am I, what's my product? And from that point, if I know it's a split level, it's a colonial, it's in this particular neighborhood, what do I have to do next is the promotion, which is the third P. How do I promote that product, right? What so am I going to do? Price, what? product, uh, promotion. promotion. Yeah. Okay. And, then, and then how do I position that product into the marketplace? Position. How am I, Price, yeah, product, four. promotion, position. Okay. Yeah. How am I going to position that? And then, the, then the next thing is it goes into more of the team building, but it's the, it's the people. What people do I have on my team to help me with the price, the product, the promotion, and to position that? Meaning from assistance. You know, what type of people do I have on my team to help with that? What type of structure do I have? And then the next thing is process. You know, what process do I have my team from different systems showing feedback? There's a lot of things that go into that, but it's a process of that listing. Mm. Okay. And then the last thing is physical evidence, which is social proof. And that means like, okay, there's before, during, and after on the listing. So during the listing, what social proof am I getting to make sure that they're going to refer me to their friends and family? What social proof am I getting? They're going to give me an awesome testimonial. So everything's built on that last thing, which is social proof. So at the end of that relationship, the after unit is totally achieved where I'm going to get a great, uh, you know, testimonial from them. So that's the last thing. Right, right, right. And, and that's huge now. So, yeah, so we yeah. got, we got price, Promo, uh, promotion, product. Yeah. It's pr price, product, promotion, position, people, and process. 
and then physical physical evidence, evidence right? Yeah, it's the last finish one, last with one. physical yeah. evidence. All yeah. starts with yeah. price. Yeah, that that's amazing. So, so what is your number one lead source for these seven hundred and seventy eight settlements? Okay, so so this split up sixty uh, percent as buyers. So most of our source is buyer lead generation. I use a system called Zerple. So Zerple is a system I use to manage my, my you know, the okay, buyers. Okay, Zerple. How do you spell that? Z U R like purple, but with a yeah. Z. Yeah, yeah. And what, what does Zerple do? Zerple is a behavioral marketing program on steroids. I like to say they were the one of the first people out there for a third-party lead service. It's a third-party service. So what happens is basically they put campaigns out there on Google or wherever, and they generate leads, and the people fill out a form and the you know name, phone number, email, and then those leads go into a database. And what Zerple's good about is following up with that lead through behavioral marketing. So if the person's looking for looking at a property three or four times, Zerple will automatically send out an email saying, Hey John, I saw you looked at one, two, three Main Street four to five times. How can we help you? Now, I use that as a system to not take the place of my skills, right? But I use that as a secondary system where it, it manages all these leads. It keeps good records of them. It tells me how long they've been a, you know, in my system, how many properties they looked at, what's their typical time that they look at properties so I can email, we can utilize our database. So database marketing is huge with us on the buyer side. Huge. I mean, that's one of the main things why I was able to succeed. And I'm going to tell you that there's other things too, but it's mostly buyer lead generation and database management. Okay. And that's how and I started. And they, and they kind of just do do everything for you. Now, do you put your listings into Zerple and then they advertise them for you? Or are these leads no, coming no. beyond your listings? So these are in addition to your listings. These are all basically leads that we, we have... Uh, people that came on that we don't know, that don't know us, and we're trying to build conversations. And that's the grind because we don't door knock. We don't cold call. I don't do any of that stuff. I don't believe in it. I mean, I like to build conversations every way I can. And through, um, through the internet, it's one skill that I have that I get back to people immediately. Um, I teach all my agents that. And so are you just kind of sitting there texting and, and emailing uh, Zerpo leads and, and other leads that you're getting uh, constantly, would you say? I would say absolutely consistently and constantly. But here's the thing. Wow. Up, in, up until uh, recently, I always gave my team the opportunity to handle every leads. I never took one lead in my business. I basically said to the team, here's the methods. Here's how you do it. When I moved to South Carolina, I'm in South Carolina now, and I'm waiting to do this startup and stuff. I'm like, you know what? Our numbers weren't so great last year. Believe it or not, I wanted them to be better. I said, our numbers weren't so great. What was going on? So I look back. I, I, track, I track and measure everything. I said, we weren't doing the conversions I wanted to do. So I said, let's do a test. So this year in January, uh, February, I took back all the leads. I yeah. said, you know what? I think you know that's what? smart. Not- I did that in 2006. I remember I just, I just yeah, took them yeah. all back and I said, well, I want to see because you know, after a while and, and, and it's easier for this to happen at a distance, like you, like you've, you've started to be, you know, they tell you all the leads suck, right? Absolutely. None of the leads are great. Absolutely. They blaming it on the leads, the leads, the leads. And you're as the rainmaker blaming it on the follow up, the follow up, the follow up, the buyer agents suck. Right. And yeah, uh, yeah. so it becomes this tension. 
So yeah. I think I think it's a good thing to do that every yeah. once in a while. Um, well, what, okay. well, what, like, what did you find when you did that? Well, what I found was uh, my conversions are through the roof because here's the thing. I mean, it's like, I'm, as you said, I'm sitting in front of the computer. I mean, obviously I'm doing other things, but my time is devoted where I can respond to someone immediately. I can email them and my conversions went through the roof. I mean, we were, my numbers are just this time from last year alone are up, you know, 10 times. I mean, it's crazy the amount of business that we're generating right now. Now I will say the weather has been better in Syracuse and all that stuff. However, I, my goal every day is to convert two to three people to buyers. I've been doing that. And then and you're just, you're just laying them up for your buyer agent saying, well, Hey what Sally, I, what, I got, I got this guy wants to see houses. Well, what I had to do was I actually, one of my assistants became, he got licensed. He became my showing agent directly for me. So basically he shows, I just line them up with appointments. Um, that person goes through me for all negotiations, all paperwork, everything. His job is to show the property. My job is to actually handle the sale, negotiate, which I love to do. And he has a very nice job because he's only doing that part of it and still getting paid a, a, a good commission. Okay. Yeah. So, I, I love that visual, by the way, yeah. just you, you okay. on the computer and I'm making this up, but you're in a computer in your pajamas, just dead, just, just, <laughs> just, you know, working through these leads that are coming in through, through these sources and then just sending them out to your showing agent and, and and really, that's I think that's where the skill is at. There's there's not a lot of skill. I mean, there's some skill and oh, this is a great fireplace and blah blah blah. But at some point, the people are like, you know, we're either going to buy the house or we're not. We're either going to love the house or we're not. Especially with the internet and the ability to drive past it and even walk in the backyard and that sort of thing. The the skill therein lies in that lead follow up. You know? Well, a- absolutely it does. And you know, that's one thing that I'm great at. That's how I started. So I'm not afraid to do that. Now, what I would tell you is, do I want to be a telemarketer all day long? Hell no. Yeah. Okay? I-, I don't want to do but this. However, could, yeah. however, I could, but I did prove something. The leads aren't garbage. There is a way you have to handle these leads. And now I'm taking this information and passing it on to the team and saying, hey guys, here's the deal. This is what you need to do to be successful. We all know it. So what, what, what's that process? What process did you learn just recently is most effective when it comes to internet lead follow-up? Well, number one is you got to get back to people immediately and you have to have something of importance to say to them and you have to say, you have to talk to them in a certain way. And, it, and I always believed it was a customer service call from day one. It's not a sales call. So uh, the way I handle all my prospects or people that call in is, yeah, hey, this is Bob, you know, from Realty USA, just calling you back on a customer service call, blah, blah, blah. And you always want to introduce that customer service call because they put their guard down that you're not another real estate agent just trying to call them. Because don't forget, if they're calling me or, or inquiring about a property, they're probably trying to talk to four other real estate agents. Yeah, yeah. So so, so, so what do you say? How do you do that? Just the fact that you say it's a customer service call or, well, or what, well, what well, happens after? Well, well, basically, I know a lot about my market. That's why a lot of people try to get inside sales associates. I don't like that because you got to know about your market. You got to talk to people. You know, so for instance, let's say someone's talking to me about. Yeah, let's just let's just role play. Let's just pretend. Yeah, I I can role play with you. Okay, okay, okay. So you're calling me, right? Because you know you got my number from Zerpel or whatever. So go ahead. Yeah, Zerpel, Zillow, whatever it is. I would say, hey Pat, hey Pat, how you doing? Oh, hey Bob. Hey, Pat, how you doing? It's Bob McTagg with Realty USA and Zillow because I always reference the person that's calling. I just want mm, to tell you that. Okay. So I would say it's Realty USA and Zillow giving you a call back, customer service call. And I, I see that you called me about 
XYZ property. Um, is there any more information you need on that property? No, I, I can't even remember. I've looked at so many. Well, Pat, you know, you just talked, you just required, you just subscribed about 30 seconds ago. So I'll try to refresh your memory. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no, but honestly, I'm very direct with people. I no, just, I love it. I love I just it. Come, I just come out and tell them, I said, you know, yeah, you just subscribed. Well, here's the thing, you, you know, you did. And, and by the way, I like how you say and Zillow because then, it, then it, it, it's a point of reference. It's not like they're like, oh my God, you know, this, the Zillow sold my name or whatever. It, it lets them know that, that their action on the computer created this phone call and it wasn't like um, a secondhand telemarketing company or whatever or a secondhand you know what I mean it just kind of yeah, 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 it, yeah. it anchors it in so okay so you're saying hey this is Bob with Zillow and and Realty USA and keep going yeah and so basically then after that point I would say okay then I'll just ask him questions about the property and then it's going to go into yeah okay I would like to see this property or I was just inquiring about the property or wherever that direction Yeah let's just say oh, well Bob you know I was just looking around it was just something curious I mean we are looking for a house but I think this one's too much Well how long you've been looking for a house how long has it been you've been looking? you know about about a week Okay a week okay that's good Hey so um are you working with a real estate agent Uh no Okay, great. Okay. Uh, so, you know, tell me a little bit more about you looking for it. Tell me your story. I mean, kind of tell me your process. That's what I would go into with the person. I would, yeah. I'd find out more about them. Well, my uh, wife and I, you know, we're moving up. We got six kids and uh, we got three bedrooms. So we're moving up. Okay. So Pat, you know, you're not helping me out here, but here's the thing I would tell you. I would, most people would tell me this story. If you tell people, tell me your story, they're going to tell you more to this story. If, and that's the type of customer I want. Remember, let's go back to that. That's the type of customer I want. Now, if I'm not being their perfect match and they don't like my tonality, they don't like certain things, that's okay with me. But that's really okay with me. But then I'm making a, a checklist. I'm, I'm saying, listen, I'm writing it down for you right now. This is what I would say. I'm making notes. I would tell them that I'm making notes, which I am. Yeah, I like so that. I like so that. I, so I'd basically be making notes. I really want to know about them, and which I am creating a buyer profile. Okay. So I'm making notes and I'm asking key questions like, how long you've been looking for in the market? You know, so are you looking for something in this neighborhood? Right, so they're going to tell me about that neighborhood. Yeah, we're looking for something in that neighborhood, Bob. Great. Now, are you looking for a three-bedroom? Are you looking for a four-bedroom? We're going to go into those particulars, and I'm going to get them to try to build rapport with me as we're talking. And then what I'm going to say is, hey, and I'm going to put this out. I'm going to say, right now, I'm on the computer. I'm going to be sending you listings that match your criteria based on what you told me. I'm doing it right now. Now, that might be forceful for some agents to say that, but I want them to know that it matters to me, and I'm sending them something of value, but they're not obligated to work with me. Right. And, and I, it's your priority. And what I love about this is it's your priority, right? This is Bob's priority is to take this lead and convert it. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's talk more about priority. Whenever I send them a message, I always tell them, I said, listen, after you're going to get the listings from me in like 15 minutes, 20 minutes, based on what you told me. And the email subject line is going to say homes as promised. Why do I do that? Wow. Because I want them to know that I'm making a commitment and a promise to them, which is 100% true. I'm not making this stuff up. 100% true that they, I want to know that I spent the time with them as a customer service, as a salesperson, someone that cares. So I always write on every single one of my emails, homes as promised, and then I'll put the town to reference what, what it's talking about. Okay. 
So email marketing with me and, and all that, a whole nother topic, but that's huge for me is what to write, to, you know, body of the emails, subject lines, all that stuff. But I want that person to know. Now, some people might say, no, 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 Bob, it's okay. I, I really don't need the listings. Now, if they say that to me, I'm going to be like, no, number one, no one has ever said that to me. But if they did, <laughs> I, I, w- I would say, okay, you know, no problem. I would say, that's okay. I, you know, I can't help you. You know, you have to understand that a lot of times they tell us in real estate and business that we can only help 20% of the people we talk to. Now, that might be true. I'm not sure. But my job is to keep trying, not, not beating people up. But if someone doesn't want to work with me, I'm not going to keep beating them up, sending them emails. I'm going to let it go and move on to the people that do want to work with me. Mm. Okay. All right. I love it how you're just on it, right? You're on it. You know, you want to talk to them. You want to have a long conversation with them. You want to have a dialogue with them. You want to help them. And you're focused on one thing, and that's converting them to, or, or helping them, I should say, in your mind, converting, in their mind, helping. You know, that's your main focus. You're not you're multitasking and doing 10 other things. I mean, and it's clear. Um, absolutely. And it absolutely. works, right? It works. Absolutely. absolutely. I do that with seller leads. If sellers call me up through a third-party service, let's say it's whatever third-party service, I would say the same thing. This is Bob calling back from that service. I was referred to you by one of our network partners that said that you may be interested in selling your home. Mm. Is that true? How can I help you? And it's the same thing. Asking them not about the house. What's your story? Why are you selling this house? Because that will that will enable me to find out is that person my ideal buyer or seller based on that story. What's, a, what, about, what, what's a network partner? Well, a network partner partner. I just use that term. It means like, um, are they from? Uh, home light real estate service or one of those other third-party companies that I want to let you know that I partner with them. I'm one of their top agents, so they gave me the opportunity to What's home, what What is that? Help, our, help uh, us out. Home, 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 light. home light is just a, a third-party service. There's so many of those services. So that, you like you pay them and they, are, they tell them a, a referral fee. So basically, they put their feelers out there, get their leads wh- however they do, and then they say to agents, hey, we'll give you this lead for a 25% referral fee. Now, to me, I don't deal with relocation. So for me, that's okay. If I, if they give me a lead and I can convert it, I'll gladly pay them 25%, you know, but, but my network, they're called a network partner to me, you mm, know, so I, okay. so I always use that terminology and say, they, you know, they believe in me. Um, I'm their top agent for the area. So that's why I'm reaching out to you to try to see if I can help you. Wow. You know, so that's really what it's about. So, hey, Bob, what's what's the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a house? The weirdest thing? <laughs> I see a lot of strange things, I'll tell you that. Um, the weirdest thing? Oh, man, you got me on that one. I, I, I've saw, I saw this Martian creature one time where it looked like a uh, someone had this doll uh, that looked like a, like a, like a, some Martian weird alien thing. I don't know. It was really strange. I posted on Facebook once. Everyone got a kick out of it. But you know, the, <laughs> you I, took the, a picture of it in someone else's yeah, house. I, ab- absolutely, there's absolutely. a frozen uh, alien in there. <laughs> <laughs> but there's there's crazy things that happen showing houses. You know, I mean, I mean, I love showing houses. I I love being working with buyers. I mean, I'm stepping more out of the business, and that was the other key thing. Is is I sometimes I. In the past, I stepped out of my business too soon. It was detrimental to me, and I'm still struggling with this. I mean, anyone that's listening that has a team, um, everyone wants to go to the next level and step out of their business. Well, we are the business. I am the business. I am the brand. And when you step out, you have to have key 
players inside your business to be able to step out and it still always doesn't work well. There is not anyone can step out if you have a good partner. Like right now I have a really good guy that kind of is more of a team leader, not my partner, but he he also is 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 driving the ship in Syracuse while I'm not there, but I'm still the main focus of the team. But it's hard to step out if you don't have people that are like-minded you know, ha- are the same drive, same goals. It's just very, very hard. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So let's wrap this up, Bob, with our flagship question here. So I'm going to take Bob and I'm going to put you on a show similar to Survivor, but it's for real estate agents. Okay. So I'm going to drop you into a foreign market with nine other agents. I'm going to give you a cell phone, a laptop and $500 cash every week. One agent is thrown off the island or thrown off of the show for selling the least amount of homes. So whoever sells the most amount of homes gets to stay, right? How is Bob going to win this show and beat out nine other agents by selling more homes in this foreign market? Well, first of all, it's mindset. I never lose, so I'm going to win. That's number one. So number, number one, it's my mindset. But number two is I have a laptop, which I'm great at. Hopefully there's internet connection. And then I have a cell phone. And a pair of pajamas. And a pair of pajamas. So I, love, so, so, so I love talking to people, right? And so then I'm going to take that $500 and I'm going to go on Facebook. And I'm going to, because that's one thing we didn't talk about. I, I know how to do all that stuff. I have agency level software. I can place ads. I can, what, what does that mean, agency what, level what, software? What it means is like basically uh, I have software that a marketing company would have. So I build websites myself. I didn't talk to you about this, but I do a lot of my own marketing. I build my own landing pages, my own lean generation pages. I'm able to do all that stuff mm, okay. personally. So anyway, so I know all that. So I'm highly skilled at that. So I would, I would get people to call me and I would build those connections. I would call my database, all the people I have in my database, and I would make things happen. So I'm not afraid of that. I'm afraid of the sharks, but other than that, I'm good. So you would just, you would just take your laptop and start banging away. You would start, you would take your $500 and then, and, and use it to, to help generate leads to some landing pages and some websites and some Facebook ads and some things like that and you would just just, just sit, uh, uh, sit uh, there uh, on the shore or the beach or whatever and just boom 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 and bang uh, leads and when you got got one on the hook you'd call them and you'd you'd, you'd reel them in absolutely absolutely but here's the thing pat is like that's all good that's for the short term there's a long game in real estate and i think that we get focused on short 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 we don't look at the long game and my long game is not necessarily i want to bang it out and have be on my laptop all day long but that's 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 the point of it if i was on an island and i wasn't getting get thrown off a ship or thrown off the island guess what that's what i'm gonna do okay and i would be highly effective doing that all right I love it. I love it. Well, listen, Bob, this has been a great show. You've offered some serious meat and potatoes here. I'm going to put all of our information. Let's see. How about I just put it under Bob M. I will put it. If you go to hybendigital.com backslash Bob M, hybendigital.com backslash Bob M, we're going to put everything that Bob and I talked to today. Bob, I'll give you the last word. Anything you want to leave our audience with? Just keep reading books and uh, keep being different than every other agent in your market and think outside the box, not like a real estate agent, and look to others for your answers and success. Thank you, sir. This has been great. Best of luck to you in Syracuse and in your new market in South Carolina. And let's get together and break some bread sometime. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this session of Real Estate Rockstars. I'm Pat Hyben, and I appreciate you spending time tuning in for some rock-solid advice. 
I encourage you to take action on something that you have connected with. These insights, along with goal setting, will help carry you to achieving your destiny. Visit hybendigital.com for resources, how-tos, ebooks, and so much more. Also, reach out to us on Twitter. My handle is at Pat Hyben. And don't forget, Rockstar Nation, keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.